All right, Ulysses, it's a Friday episode, and we have a lot on the agenda with a combined player review. We'll look at the play of Jonathan Aranda and Vidal Brujan, and then before we close things out, baseball trivia and name that war. Two guys that could potentially be, I don't know, bigger players, bigger role players than they were in 2022, and uh, fun trivia and uh, name that war. So let's get started right now. You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. And we are the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. Be sure you check us out on your favorite podcasting platform, including YouTube at Locked On Rays. You can follow us on social media, Twitter and Instagram, and send us an email or voice memo anytime, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. So let's get right into it. Let's look at the 2022 play of Jonathan Aranda uh, running through the good, the bad, his future with the team, and grade. From this past season before we move on to Fidel Bruhan. Well, Jonathan, that's the guy that everybody wanted, including us, when he was killing it in AAA. Unfortunately, uh-huh. it didn't really go that uh, as hot as we would have liked, but his nope. slash line was a 192, 276, 321 slug. That's a 597 OPS. He had two home runs, six RBIs, a walk rate of 9.2, a K rate of 26.4. WRC plus of 74, and he was graded to have a negative 0.2 F war. So ultimately a positive, I think, is getting that, getting your toes wet with major league yeah. action, getting that that call up and, and seeing what the differences are uh, in everything. I mean, not only, you know, the, the, the style of play and the pitchers and the scouting reports and the traveling and, and, and the hecticness of it all, uh, but also the perks and and knowing that, man, I get here. I can be here. I don't want to be in AAA anymore. I'm going to give it all my best to to stay in the in, in, yeah. in the best part of baseball. Yeah. Again, getting his feet wet and getting that first taste of what he hope is a uh, hopes is a lot more experience in the bigs and um, playing wherever he was asked. First base, second base, third base left field I think that and we saw this throughout the minor leagues and being a quick riser through the system and really a unassuming riser through the system he was never really uh, you know he, he wasn't in the the pain of of Josh Lowe and Vidal Brujan and Taylor Walls and Wander Franco but he has really um, kind of carved out a path as you know maybe that next one of those next guys in line but he does have a good high a good eye he he, he has shown the ability to, to lay off tough pitches whether they're they're up in the zone or, or tailing away, um, you know, breaking balls in. I mean, he, he can fight off pitches. Um, again, I know we didn't really see much from him in terms of the, the slash line and, and the amount that he played, but I think uh, he has a good base to move forward, um, I would say. And, and I think that his, and maybe this is moving on too much to the future without going uh, into what went wrong with him, but um, Jonathan Aranda, if if I was the Rays and I was him, I would th- this would be kind of my goal is first base slash DH give us Casey Kochman, James Loney numbers.
Rivers. That's that's the upside. That's the high point for Jonathan Aranda. That, I don't think he's going to be really anything more than that. That would be terrific. I think I would sign for that any day of the week to get, you know, James Lonier, Casey Kaufman type numbers year in, year out. Good for him. That would be terrific. Uh, I think the ceiling is, is to be more than that. Uh, you know, the, the hard hit percentage I really do like. It's a 45.5, so he's able to hit the ball hard. That, that's a good sign. Ultimately, uh, the outside contact percentage, so how often he actually does make contact on balls that are not going to be strikes, it's a 70%. So that's good as well. He he's he knows he can handle the bat, um, and you yeah. know he can handle the bat also because of what you said with the eye discipline there. Um, the, the the walk rate at nine point two percent that that speaks highly of of how he feels in the box, um, and it showed at times. I think it showed more in the beginning uh, of his of his tenure uh, in, in in with the Rays than later on. He kind of just I think he went on a. 0 for 25 spell that was hard to watch and obviously for him and it was hard to to live it yeah uh is, is that all you have so moving on moving on to what went wrong with uh aranda you mentioned that slump but uh anything about uh fielding and <laughs> what uh where he probably shouldn't be playing uh in the bigs the the defensive miscues um were not good we're not yeah. good. Uh, I just can those get better? One hundred percent. Would you put green skittles that they are going to get better? Uh, you know, I trust more. I'll tell you this right now. I think I trust more in his ability to hit more than I believe in oh, his yeah. ability to get the glove work better. And hitting is the most difficult thing to do in all sports. So maybe that answers that that question. But it it wasn't. It wasn't a, a pretty sight to see him in second base and and, and just botch place that should yeah. not be botched at that level, you know. Yeah, he's he's definitely gotten a knock besides the defense, just the overall athleticism. And again, you don't necessarily have to be uh, Usain Bolt or Bolt Jackson to play professional baseball, but right. uh, he is slow. He he does have a frame that probably isn't going to age well, but. He, he's he's there to hit. That's ultimately his goal. And that's ultimately, I think, the goal for the Rays is to hit and hit for a good clip and, and draw your walks and, and do everything that you're expected to do from that standpoint. But, um, yeah, that, that's you pretty much hit the nail on the head with that. Well, and, and that's not the only thing I, I was looking. If he's able to lift the ball just a little bit more, I mean, his long chain goes at 5.9 right now. If he's just able to improve that, and if you're a race fan, boy, have you heard yeah. this with Yandy Diaz time and time again? Oh, if he can just improve Wander Franco too, Wander Franco too. But if he's able to do that, I think we can see more of the success that he had in AAA translate to to Major League Baseball because in AAA his line drive percentage was at twenty five point two, real nice. MLB, he comes down, it's chopped by more than half. He's at 12.7. Uh, so, uh, or, or just by half. I, I know that's an easy thing to say while looking at the numbers. Oh, just improve your launch angle. But, you know, they have the methodologies. They have the technology to, to kind of sit down with him and, and say, okay, how can we do this? Because if you're able to unlock that, he is going to be a terrific hitter. He has shown that in every step of the way that he is a good yeah. hitter. So 
how can they improve that? I don't know, but I think the launch angle would be kind of something I would look at because the hard hit percentage is there. He's hitting the ball hard, but too much into the ground. It's at 55% ground ball rate. Like that's, that's not good for a guy who is rated in the 16th percentile in sprint speed. Like if you're giving me 54.5% ground ball rate, you better be Jose Siri speed, but you're not right. You're, you're Jonathan Aranda speed. So I need you on the contrary of Jose Siri of lifting the ball. I need Jonathan Aranda to be lifting the ball and not putting it so much in the ground. Uh, now, moving on to his future, big question here. Is he part of this team's plans for 2023, or do you see him as a trade piece? I see him as both. I see him okay. uh, if the opportunity arises where they can get a guy and a trade that they really like, and Jonathan Aranda is somebody that the other team wants. They'll be, of course, listening and, and, and able to trade him. But I think they also are not going to part with another, hopefully not, a Cronenworth 2.0 where the guy just is has the ability to rake. You just right. have to give him the ability to get at bats. Um, so I think he's in that, in that zone where if they ask for him and it's a good deal, we're going to ship him off. We don't care. If they don't, if, they, if we don't hear something that we like for him, then, then we hope in spring training he shows us more of that triple-A, double-A hitting profile than, than the one he did in, in MLB. If he's on the 40-man for the entirety of 2023, do you see him getting upwards of 350 at-bats in a raised uniform? I think so. Okay. I think so because, you know, we, we've talked about, you know, the departure of G-Man Choi. You need a lefty bat. Could Jonathan Randa be that lefty bat that, that takes care of first base? Maybe. Possible. Maybe. If, if they really strike out on the free agent market, uh, yeah, that would be a thing there. So, All right. Uh, grade for Jonathan Aranda. I know it probably isn't really fair, but uh, that's what we do on these things. Yeah. Uh, 87 plate appearances. So I think this is just going to have to be a satisfactory or unsatisfactory. Yeah. Uh, type of grade. I'm going to give him an S. I'm going to give him satisfactory. 87 yeah. at, at plate appearances. Good for you for getting on the show, getting your first home runs, a couple ones. I'm okay with, I want to see more of Jonathan Aranda. I'll give him an S as well. Yes, I am intrigued uh, by the profile. Uh, all right, maybe what Jonathan Aranda needs is uh, some built bars. I think so, because he and everybody watching and, and listening to this They've got to try this. I'm talking about Built Bar's new reimagined flavors. There's cookie dough topper, coconut brownie bar, and the coconut brownie topper. Okay? It's delicious. So first off, for anyone who hasn't tried Built Bars before, they're literally the best tasting protein bars ever built. Wink, wink. They're revolutionizing nutrition as we know it with 100% real chocolate, 17 grams of protein, and a shockingly low amount of sugar and calories. Guess what? Only 130 calories in Built Bars. That is ridiculous. So today, you have got to try them at Built.com. So you go to Built.com, and you're going to use your uh, our code, which is LOCKEDON15. That's LOCKEDON15. 
That gets you 15% off your order for Built Bars any time of the day, okay? It's, if it's a Monday morning and you feel like you need a pick-me-up, you can go to Build.com, use Locked On 15, and get a 15% discount. If it's a Friday evening and you've got no plans but you want some chocolate, 100% real chocolate, you go to Build.com and get 15% off your order by using Locked On 1-5. Another young player that had some struggles at the show, again, Vidal Brujan. Yes, and the again is, um, is it fair to say again? I, I know he was in 2021, but yeah, it was, it was not a kind year for Mr. Bruhan. Um, slash line of 163, 228, 259, that's a 487 OPS, three home runs, 16 RBIs, five stolen bases, four caught stealings, a walk rate of 7.4, a K rate of 22.8. This is tough to read. WRC plus of 43 and an F4 of negative 0.5. So the positive about this, I think, is he seems to be really effective against lefties. I know the small sample size is there, but against lefties in 57 plate appearances, he had a 220 average with a 716 OPS. And two of his three home runs were against lefties. So small sample size, I know, but it does seem like he's a little bit more comfortable hitting against lefties. Yeah, that's there's not much more than that, at least from the 2022 season. And maybe that goes to the larger point of maybe he should ditch the switch hitting thing and just focus on the right side of the plate. Uh, just throwing that out there, especially he's got enough to deal with between just like Jonathan Aranda of playing so many different positions at the big league level, second base, right field, shortstop, third base, uh, left field, center field, DH. Like it's a lot to put on a player and a young player at that now, Vidal Bruhan, we also know that he, he also has the, the speed as well. Um, and the, the defensive versatility, like I mentioned. Um, yeah, but there, there's not really a lot of positives that we can add from his time with the Rays. I will say that, um, it had to be challenging for him given all the ups and downs that he had between the big league level and the triple a level of, I mean, seven times that he was shuffled. Uh, it was, you know, almost like a, a Lewis head like season for a, a rookie positional player. Now and, uh, I will say, you know, Hey, if I'm, I'm really scratching for positives here, he was the IL championship game MVP. So uh, there's a little uh, feather in his cap there, but um, yeah, that's all I got. For, for positives from Vidal Bruhan is, you know, we, we see the, the athletic gifts like we see from Jose Siri, but Siri's put it more together thus far than Vidal Bruhan has. And what's more disappointing as we move into the bad and the what went wrong is that Vidal Bruhan for years and years and years has been such a highly touted prospect and he's going to be the next this, the next this, like, and it just has not translated for whatever reason at the show. Sorry, I had to put myself on mute because once you said the center fielder's name, my home pod went crazy and music started blaring. So, wow. <laughs> so, this is the, the age of where we live. Um, yeah. Sorry about that. No, the negatives, man. I, I don't want to get too bogged down into this because he's a young player. He only had 150, what, 
162 plate appearances. Yeah. So not enough to just, you know, either. I know some people really got nasty with Bruhan and, and, you know, social media. Anti-social media is definitely not the place where you want reality. But um, I know right. a lot of people were, were definitely down on him. The hard hit percentage. You mentioned this, uh, I think, we, before it became a thing during the season. It was all bloopers. It was all soft contact. Like he wasn't even reaching the outfield grass. And and when you look at the numbers, it's a 27.7% hard hit rate. Like I don't think I've ever seen it that low. And maybe that's why his Babbitt was only 193 for a guy with his speed. Definitely, definitely a factor. Definitely a factor. You got to hit the ball hard. Now, uh, you know, so that's definitely a thing. The, The barrel percentage, not good at all like doesn't even scratch three percent so when he does make contact he's not even hitting the barrel which obviously will affect the hard hit percentage the exit velo the quality of the bat is is definitely not there so definitely a negative and we mentioned the speed he is a fast guy he's in the 83rd percentile for sprint speed but when you have such poor base running uh, results when you're stealing five bases and getting caught four times you're not picking the the right places to 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 run his bsr the which is the base running category on fan graphs raised him negatively at negative 0.8 so that can happen that if you're a fast guy you need to be if you want to be a productive you know player and and good output you and you have that skill innate skill of being a fast guy you got to learn how to run the bases. You, you just have to. You, you, you're doing yourself a favor by, by, by utilizing that skill, uh, just like Jose Sirius. Um, Vidal did not put it together at all with the base running. You know, he's fast, but negative 0.8, like that's some Francisco Mejia type stuff. Like you, you, yeah. you can't do that. Uh, and also, uh, I'll just add this. I'm going to uh, retract uh, the statement I made a couple years ago where I uh, un, uh, well, I just was a little bit too in the moment where I suggested that Vidal Brujan and Taylor Walls would combine for a higher career war than Wander Franco when it's all said and done. That is not going to happen unless uh, something devastatingly happens to wander that prevents him from playing baseball uh, for the entirety of his career. So, um, and, and that kind of gets into Vidal Bruhan's future with the team. I, I don't know what he is or what he can or will provide going forward. Is he just uh, speed versatility platoon off the bench guy is he a guy that can live up to that prospect status? Um, is are the Rays trying to actively move him? Like, would if you're a fan right now, or I'll just ask you, Ulysses, who would you rather have on this team in 2023, Vidal Bruhan or Jonathan Aranda? I, you know, I would um, I would lean towards. I would think the offensive upside is greater with Jonathan Aranda. Yeah, yeah, the the, the, the and you need offense. You clearly yeah. need offense. Um, this Vidal Bruhan kind of situation reminds me of what people in uh, the Mariners fan section is, is going through with uh, Jared Kellenic. Mm-hmm. Hi- highly touted prospect, can't wait to see him. And then they just don't put it together, you know, um, as fast as you would hope, uh, you know, 
for them to do it. I, I think I'm looking at Kelnick, 55 OPS plus. Like that is yeah. that's definitely not what they envisioned um, the fans when when you know when they, they wanted him up. Just like a OPS plus was 43 for Bidal. That's not what we all hoped. So I, I don't have a, an answer for you of of what his role might be in 2023. I think. It's kind of like the same thing with Jonathan Aranda, to be quite frank with you. If if somebody c- comes calling really hyped up about needing yeah. a guy like Vidal, they're going to listen, and, and they're, I don't think they're going to be like, no, we got to keep him. If it's the right offer, I think they'll let him go. Uh, it, and I Look, I'm, I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer here, but it's very possible that Vidal Brohan is basically a quad A player, where if he can't handle – he, maybe he can handle everything that's thrown his way at AAA, but the pitchers in AAA are a lot different than the pitchers at the big league level. Maybe he can't handle that extra high velocity. Maybe he can't handle the off-speed pitches. The breaking balls are a little bit too much for him. And, and uh, hopefully that's not the case, but there are quad A guys out there. There are. And, and somebody yeah. has to be the quad A guys, which is, you know, it's a very tough league to get into. There's Again, there's only 700 spots, people. Like, it's a very difficult thing to be a major leaguer so it, it really does upset me when you know in anti-social media people that usually just reply to, to topkin you know don't reply to topkin people stop yeah. that um that go like oh this guy sucks <laughs> like obviously not or he wouldn't be in the major leagues obviously not you're wrong user john one three eight five seven nine five two five four stop it you suck for having that username by the way um no it's I hope he's not a quad A player. I you got to give him a chance though. You can't just. I don't think you you will give up on on Vidal for what he has shown so far. If he puts up another season like he did in twenty twenty two, then it might be time to 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 just say okay, didn't happen. Okay, yeah. but I I have to, I would give him as many at bats as you did in twenty twenty two at least. To really know what what's what's there, I would also try to, you know, do a little something about that switch hitting. I I, I wouldn't be opposed to just kind of saying, look, let's just yeah, make you successful. What makes you successful? Maybe you can only face lefties. Maybe you're just a righty type of guy. That's okay. I agree. Um, I like your SU satisfactory, unsatisfactory. What are you giving Vidal Bruhan? This one sucks. But because I like Vidal, I really do. He's very, he's a very nice young man. Because of the expectation, I I do have to give him an unsatisfactory. It wasn't what we hoped. Yeah, no, like four thirty OPS. Um, no, there's a no. U in his last name. He's getting uh, U for my grade. Unsatisfactory as well. All right, we have uh, baseball trivia. Name that war coming up next, but it can happen so easily. You're out with a couple friends or workers. You're putting back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many. It's time to go. And for a moment, you think of calling for a ride. No, you're a good driver. You live nearby. You can make it home okay. What are the odds you'll get pulled over? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car. You kill someone. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. So play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride, drive sober, or get pulled over. 
All right, Ulysses, uh, baseball trivia name that war on a Friday episode. What do you have in the realm of baseball trivia? Well, guess who's back? Back again. Observational trivia is back. No. Yes. I'm, I'm protesting this. <laughs> this is the last time I'm doing it. Um, Thank God. After my, uh, what I thought and what you acknowledged was a solid trivia question about doubles and guys who have uh, uh, had 600 plus doubles in their career, you're giving another one of these directional dugout questions. I cannot believe it. Well, you know what? I, I felt like it would be too, uh, you know, kind of the OCD in me. I didn't want to just do AL East, AL Central, and then not do the AL West. I think that was, yeah. that was kind of inappropriate. So this okay. is the AL West edition of Observational Trivia, where I say a, I name a stadium in this division, and you tell me if the home dugout is on first base, on the first base side, or on the third base side. Kevin, are you ready? I am ready. Okay, so here we go. Angels Stadium, where is the home dugout? I am done Christmas treeing this, and I am going to go with one answer for all of these. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say first base side. <laughs> Incorrect. It's on okay. the third base side. Third base side. Just use, do what I do, which is like remember MLB clips and then where they go after a home run or something. I can't. My brain does not work that way. I don't know if I watch enough clips of the, what is it, the AO West? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, that's the other thing, too. Fair, fair enough. Um, Number two, T-Mobile Park. But, of course, it's not T-Mobile Park for us. It's Safeco Field forever and ever. Where is their home dugout? First base side. You are correct. Very good. Very good. Yes, it is. Number three, Minute Mate Park. Where is their home dugout? I do want to go to Minute Mate Park at some point. Yeah, that would be an experience. Uh, I've driven past it. Uh, And we, you know, a little orange juice action between Tropicana Field and Minute Mate Park. First base side. You are correct. Very, very good. It is on the first base side. Two out of three so far. The Coliseum in Oakland. Maybe you remember the AL wildcard game where people were situated. Where is the home dugout in Oakland? Uh, Soon to no longer be in Oakland. Maybe the Las Vegas Athletics. Uh, I'm going to say, again, my uh, protesting here, first base side. Incorrect. It's on the third base side. That is right, actually, yeah. Yeah. And number five, Globe Life Stadium, the Texas Rangers, where Jacob deGrom is going to be making a lot of money and not making a lot of starts, maybe. Where is their home dugout? Globe Life. So it's Globe Life Stadium, not Globe Life Field or Globe Life Park. I don't know. I just knew it was Globe Life. I just know their old stadium was called Globe Life and their new stadium is called Globe Life. So I know Globe Life is putting down some shekels to have those naming rights. Yes, 100%. Which brings me, I don't think the next race stadium is going to be Tropicana whatever. No. I don't think it's going to be Tropicana Park or whatever. They don't have that money anymore, no. Public's Park, maybe. Um, Yeah, yeah, people, you know, the sugar has gotten a bad name, so people aren't drinking orange juice anymore. It's all keto. Um, First base side. 
You would be correct. Very good, Kevin. Very, very good. You got three out of five. I think that Thank would you. be a satisfactory grade. Thank you. Very All right. Uh, name that war. Uh, this guy was a first baseman. Uh, left-handed first baseman. Uh, he also was known, besides being a very good ball player, that's a little hint there, um, he also would wear a helmet when he was playing defense. John Olrood, what is his career war? Oh, that's a good one. When did he retire? Can you tell me the year? The year he retired, uh, I believe it was 2000, but let me double, no, 2005. He was a solid player. He was a very, very solid player. I would give him a 15-year career. Smart man wearing a helmet also. Uh, yeah. You don't know where the you know the pitcher's going to throw that, you know, to get the runner back. <clears throat> well, he, had, he had a brain aneurysm when he was in, uh, 20 years old. So ah, makes sense. out of uh, precaution. Makes sense. Um, 15-year career. I'm going to give him... I'm going to give him three war for 10 years. That's 30. And then five years of just being a veteran guy at one. That would give him a 35 war. But am I underselling him? I think that's a pretty damn great career if you're a 35 war player so I'm gonna do I'm gonna go with that 35 for okay. John Allrood John Allrood uh, was a two time all star two time world series champion three time gold glove won a batting title played 17 years eight with the Blue Jays five with the Mariners three with the Mets and a year apiece with the Yankees and Red Sox so 17 years in total uh 129 career OPS plus, 863 career OPS, 255 homers, 500 doubles, 1,275 walks, 1,408 runs scored, 1,230 RBIs, a uh, lot of sacrifice, flies, and inter- uh, intentional walks. Um, I undersold. Damn. I went under. Oh, 398 on base percentage for his career. I might add. Oh, that's so uh, sexy. That's so What's sexy. That? Yeah, that's so is. sexy. I definitely, I definitely went on under him. Damn. You did. Uh, in fact, I mean, th- we always love this. 14% walk rate compared to 11% strikeout rate. He never struck out more than 100 times in his career. Oh. And a lot of them were like 50, you know, he'd play 150 games and strike out like 60 times. It was, it was to that level. Uh, his career war. Is he 50? His career war is basically the same as Evan Longoria's right now. 58.2 career war. Wow. Did he get dropped off the ballot really quickly? Um, I would guess so. Because it's five years and I've been following the Hall of Fame tracker since, you know, pretty or whatever the word is, pretty intently. 
since 2010, and he would have come up, and I guess he was a one and done for 58 Uh Yeah, he got 0.7% of the vote. He was eligible for the Baseball Hall of Fame in 2011. Again, which brings me back to my point, I don't think Evan Longoria is going to be a Hall of Fame. I mean, I know Longo's still got some bullets left in him, but... Yeah. Uh, if, and I know different positions and so forth, but... I feel like it's hard to make the Hall of Fame if you've only made two All-Stars or three All-Stars in your career. It's a fair argument, and we do have to make an episode about that for sure. Yes, we do. But John Olrude, very, very, very yeah. good. Actually, you could make the case a great career. Not a, great. a very good career, but a great career yeah. for John Olrude. So there it is. Uh, thank you for making the Lockdown Rays podcast your very first listen every day. Now make your next listen the Lockdown Sports Today podcast that is also free and available on all platforms. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we will talk to you next week.